let's just just check on the events on the worldwide uh, focus, shall we? Um, Finland and Sweden are applying to NATO. They actually handed their paperwork into Brussels yesterday, and leaders from the two nations have now headed to America. Indeed, they're going to the White House today. So let's bring in Simon Marks, who's already in Washington, D.C. It's quite a moment, this, Simon, isn't it? It's a very big moment uh, for President Biden, certainly, uh, as he welcomes uh, Prime Minister Magdalena Anderson and President Sauli Ninisto to the White House in about an hour and ten minutes' time here. Uh, he will be joined uh, for a meeting with them uh, in the Cabinet Room by the Vice President uh, and other top national security officials, and then they'll be uh, appearing in the Rose Garden on what looks like it's going to be quite a nice day here uh, to make some comments to the media once those meetings have ended. I mean, for President Biden, this is a big opportunity, not just uh, to point out that the Ukraine crisis uh, has uh, led extraordinarily to this decision by Finland and NATO to abandon decades of neutrality. Uh, they've been bending over backwards for decades to avoid antagonizing the Kremlin in any way. So an opportunity for President Biden to point to uh, an achievement uh, for the transatlantic alliance that just a few short weeks ago was still unthinkable but also an opportunity for him to send a fresh message in Vladimir Putin's direction at the Kremlin to say, look how badly you miscalculated when you decided to invade Ukraine. There is no other reason for Finland and uh, Sweden to be making this decision other than the realisation that with an aggressive Russian bear on the loose, uh, they need uh, to be covered uh, by NATO's uh, Article 5 covenants. An attack on one is an attack on all and that all nations come to the aid of any NATO member if it comes under attack. But also, I think you're going to hear the president accentuate what Finland and NATO have to deliver to the alliance. First of all, um, a, a lengthy border with Russia, of course, uh, that has the capacity to see NATO uh, expand its military infrastructure even closer uh, towards Russia if it chooses to do so. But also, uh, in the case of these countries, substant substantial cyber capability. Abilities, uh, that NATO is very eager uh, to secure uh, contributing uh, to efforts by the alliance to crack down on cyber threats from Russia and from other uh, hostile actors. So no question that the president uh, is going to be basking, I mean, quite literally, I think, in the sunshine today uh, as he's flanked by those two leaders when they emerge from their talks. But we have a but, Simon, and the but is uh, it has to be unanimous amongst all 30 members to uh, welcome two new members to the club and right now uh, Turkey in the guise of President Erdogan is saying no. Now what does he want? Yeah, well, they've definitely got a problem with President Erdogan. I mean, they keep waving it away and exuding confidence that it's going to disappear and, and talking about consensus among NATO's existing members about uh, Finnish and Swedish accession. But it's not about consensus. It's about unanimity, as you say. And what President Erdogan wants uh, is uh, some people being handed over to Turkey uh, from Finland and Sweden, people that are wanted by the Turkish government, some of them in connection uh, with the attempted coup against uh, President Erdogan in uh, Istanbul and across the country uh, back in 2016. Uh, others uh, who are active supporters uh, of Kurdish militant groups that the Turks argue are terrorist organisations. Uh, the Finns and the Swedes have resisted numerous extradition efforts uh, by the Turks over the last several years, uh, believing that many of these people are at grave risk if they 
they return to Turkey and essentially are uh, being treated uh, the way they are because they're political enemies of President Erdogan, not because uh, they actively have engaged in any kind of terrorist threat as the Turks maintain. Uh, yesterday at the White House, Jake Sullivan, National Security uh, Advisor to President Biden, insisted this problem is going to be resolved. We're confident that at the end of the day, Finland and Sweden will have an effective and efficient accession process that Turkey's concerns can be addressed. Finland and Sweden are working directly with Turkey to do this, but we're also talking to the Turks to try to help facilitate. I spoke with my counterpart today. Secretary Blinken is meeting with his counterpart, perhaps as we speak, uh, in New York. Uh, and we feel very good about where this will track to. Uh, and President Biden will uh, express that confidence as we believe the President of Finland and Prime Minister of, of Sweden will express that confidence. What, what we don't quite understand is where that confidence is coming from. It's clearly coming from some of those closed-door conversations they've already had, but the details of how uh, they kind of negotiate past this and secure President Erdogan's backing uh, is still unclear. I mean, we have to be reality about this. Um, a, a new military deal, bit of arms supplies, um, a collaboration, you know, a big deal somewhere will maybe go, you know, throw in a bit of real politique and maybe a, Mr. Erdogan will think that's OK. Yeah, I mean, I think that's perfectly possible uh, and, and highly likely. Uh, but there's also, I think it's also important to underscore that this is not the first time that President Erdogan has seen political opportunity in events. Sure. Uh, I mean, he was very likely, you know, to, uh, he is very likely to try and squeeze as much as he can out of this. Uh, and he may be successful in doing that. OK, now the president's actually leaving town tonight, but there's plenty of problems he's leaving behind in his wake. Well, you know, it's a very sensitive moment, I think, to be leaving the country, especially after what occurred yesterday on Wall Street. Uh, the Dow uh, dropping 1,100 points yesterday, uh, three and a half percentage points in value. The Nasdaq was off nearly five percentage points in value. Uh, warnings by some of the nation's largest retailers, Walmart and Target, uh, about uh, projected earnings with uh, very clear evidence that the country is currently on track towards a recession. Session, but he's also leaving another even more fundamental, elemental problem in his wake, and that is this national baby formula shortage that you and I have talked about before. This White House cannot get out in front of it. A week ago, they were insisting that there was nothing to worry about. They'd been working on this problem for months. They were close to reaching a deal with the uh, the manufacturer that had recalled three lines of baby formula product uh, to get supplies moving again. And they were absolutely zero focused. 24-7, they were working on resolving this problem. They were asked last week why President Biden hadn't uh, authorised, used, used the Defence Production Act. Uh, that's a law that allows President Biden to go to other firms that are producing other uh, food-related products and order them to start producing baby formula. And the response from the White House was, we well, don't understand, it's very complicated to make, it would take months to shift these product lines, you know, you can't just snap, a, snap your fingers and start making baby formula. Last night, a week after they insisted it couldn't be done, it would have no impact uh, on the short-term supply, last night 
he announced that he was invoking the Defence Production Act mm. to try and resolve these supply bottlenecks. Uh, and for parents out there uh, who are still in many parts of the country facing rationing for baby formula, seeing empty shelves, this is a real problem. This is not about White House messaging being at fault. This is about the delivery of the White House, the basic delivery on, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the fruits of American democracy, in this case, baby formula, so it can get into the mouths of babes, quite literally. And he will be flying off to South Korea and Japan, leaving that problem still in his wake. Simon Marks reporting live from Washington, D.C. Thank you very much indeed. That ends my stint on the air. Thank you very much indeed if you're one of the million who's listening to us every week. We'll make it two in a few months. Uh, Jim Diamond is next. LBC News.